Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the UK Airshow Review Podcast, a podcast we've started because we have no airshows to review. My name is Sam Wise, who you might know as Wissam24 on our forums, and with me today are... Ian Garfield, I'm Ian G on the forum. Tom Jones, I'm Tommy on the forum. Uh, I'm Dan Ledwood, and I'm Leadhead27 on the forum. And I'm Dominic Vickery, username Dom Vickery on the forum. Obviously on the airshow front this year, things haven't exactly gone to plan. COVID-19 is taking its toll on the world, and an admittedly minor casualty of that has been the airshow industry. In lieu of our meetings that we would normally have at airshows, photo shoots and other aviation events, the UCAR writing team have decided to start this podcast to chat about our thoughts, the impact the loss of our favourite ha- hobby is having on us at the moment, and reflect on any memories of airshows and aviation stuff that we have. The UK Airshow Review podcast is going to be a pretty laid-back format, the kind of chats we normally have in our messaging group, but hopefully with a little less swearing. We're all pretty new to this podcast stuff, and it's been put together a little bit impromptu, so please bear with us through any hiccups and bumps along with the way. Audio quality might be a little lower than you'd expect from podcasts you might already listen to as a result, but we're aiming to improve that soon, so please hold with us. We're recording this first episode on the 10th of May 2020, a week after the airshow season would have started. By now we would have had the Shuttleworth premiere, Cosford night shoot, Northolt night shoot, Yeovilton shoot, and any VE day events that were meant to take place, and of course we would have been having the regular Thursday Riet updates. Apologies if I've missed any events there. So, how are we feeling now it's finally sunk in? I just miss airshows, man. <laughs> It's weird. It's, it's, I, th- I think the weird thing for me is just sort of not every day going, oh, this is an update for this, and then pot- popping it on social media. It's just that void of just nothing, which sounds really bleak, but and it's not meant to sound that bad, but yeah, it's just odd. I think the fact that you've got events like Shuttleworth, that whether you go to it or not, it marks the start of the season, and that's a big deal, and you see people talk about it, and then suddenly given everything that's going on in the world and given how much I, you know, personally I've been finding things just run together with all the working from home stuff, that it just came and went and having that first weekend of May just not really meaning anything was was weird. You don't even have to go to those like those first air shows, it's just sort of it's just the atmosphere in the in the community, the buzz of when the air show season starts that's obviously missing this year. Um because even if, even if you're not there, people who were there, they're getting their shots onto forums, onto social media, onto their own Facebook pages, um, and there's always stuff to discuss. You know, there's a there's a new there's a new scheme on a warbird. There's a new display pilot that's sort of tweet the display, or you know, there's a great top side that you know that no one realised you could get from Abingdon, or like, oh my god, the BBMF is suddenly top side in Shuttleworth. Look, that's great. Mm. Um, and it's that sort of buzz that's the start of the air show year and also the PDAs um, I didn't realise but I never really paid much attention to when like the RAF got their, their public display authorities you know, for Typhoon, Reds, BBMF all, all, all that stuff and then but they made a big deal of it on social media and you sort of just absorb it's just through osmosis it just comes in and then suddenly it's like gosh there's none of that and there's just yeah. there is a void, you know, and and the sort of the PDAs are always like the, the sort of almost the Christmas Eve to the air show season. They were like, right, you know, it's, it's coming. This is happening now. Um, so yeah, it's just a weird, weird. 
Oh, yeah. I think that's quite a good point because you, you maybe don't appreciate it in a normal year because you take it for granted. But it, the whole season really does start a long time before the first show because you've got yeah, updates. Yeah, usually you've got PDAs, you've got new aircraft coming on the circuit, and you know warbirds and stuff. And there's, there just hasn't been any of that. And yeah. It's not just that. It's it's also um, like like uh, magazines. Like um, I I don't subscribe at the moment, but for a long time I was a subscriber of Flypast, and every sort of I think either every March or every April, notwithstanding that the issues, you know, so the March issue will come out on the first of April, which has always um, been a bit weird to me. I don't really understand that, but sort of the precursors in the season, um, you know, there would always be. A sort of a guide to air shows that year, um, normally written by Ben Donnell, and it, it was really good. And and you were like, right, brilliant, you know. And that's when you start thinking about it. And um, it's like, things like um, you know the Duxford Diary, you know the ongoing, ongoing sort of updates of what's happening at Duxford. You can work out which warbirds are being uh, are being flown, you know, or or, or whatever else. Mm. And it, it's just that whole buzz that's that's just missing. Um, which is yeah, it's just just very odd, very odd. I just found it really strange. Um, living where I do, the end of Litchfield corridor, and big enough work. You see, like an Atlas or a Hercules going over, and you run outside, and it's, it's a plane, it's a plane. It's probably only thing you're going to see this year. It's you know, don't really normally mm. take any notice of <laughs> stuff like that. But uh, yeah, anything rushing out, take anything. Seen it, and even uh, when like Bryce Norton have put on Facebook that they're going to be doing circuits. Uh, Cardiff or Birmingham or Edinburgh or something. We've all rushed and said like, you, know, you, you might see this. Yeah, that, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it, it's normally yeah. you probably wouldn't take that much notice of it. But ADSB like on the phone, like uh, <laughs> yeah, taking the updates. Yeah, well, I I live. Well, Dan probably tells you could probably tell you exactly what it is that I'm under. But it's like one of the, tur- the turning points for Heathrow and Luton or something. It, it's a holding point. Um, one of the so where where you live, Sam is. Is the northeast holding point for Heathrow? Um, so I imagine, I imagine particularly for you, it's sort of bizarre to have such a quiet sky at the moment. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is that where living where I am, and actually I work under the two seven approach into Heathrow, so the noise of like airliner noise just generally doesn't mean anything to me because it just I like you know I don't turn my head for it. And now I'll be sat out in the garden and I. But you know, a three twenty or something goes over, and I'm like, "Wow, what is that?" Straight on flight radar twenty four. Wow, look at you know, it's just interesting what it is, which I just never have done before. I, I, my, I'm very much the same. I mean, at the moment, I mean, sort of where I live in Edinburgh, you, you occasionally get something going past, and obviously from like the line of work that I've done, I'm quite, you know, used to it. But I, I think, uh, what, what was that, Dan? A, a, a ex pilot. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, something as mundane as a, I think it was a KLM A330 went there. I was like, wow, that's really different. Like, wow, it's something in the sky and it's a con- like everyone's contrail spotting now. Everyone's a dot spotter all of a sudden. I think I've found as well that even people that aren't into aviation, especially I live in Birmingham, I live by the flight path of uh, Birmingham Airport. And you know, this week alone, we've had C17s, A400s, we've had a Merlin, we've had a Shadow circuit bashing, we've had a Juno. Everyone who's not even into aviation started to notice these these big grey massive aeroplanes that are they're massively different to, to normal as well. So I think that that's bringing out a lot of people bringing into aviation as well. I'm just looking now at the so it would have been Shuttleworth season premiere, 
uh, on the 3rd of May, so the time of recording, the weekend just gone. And actually, the only thing that they managed to confirm before it was cancelled, you would have thought it'd be quite a lot because it seems like like lockdown and, and ev- the way everything was cancelled, it didn't seem that long ago. They only confirmed the Catalina, that was it. There was nothing else confirmed, even the home stuff. I think that's been, it's maybe softened the blow slightly because there, there were no shows really where anything, well, Yeovilton in typical form had, I think, got a few corkers in already, but obviously nothing had really announced much. There was nothing to say, wow, you know, there was nothing that's going to be, this is the f- first debut of da 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 this is going to be the premiere of this and that. So there's nothing truly, in as much as obviously it's, annoying that all the shows aren't going on full stop but there's nothing truly gutting that you know we're going to be missing I'm sh- sure there would have been but that has made a difference I think or well, certainly not made a difference because the shows aren't gone, going on at all but it's um, it, it, it's made it slightly easier perhaps I see, I see your point I think it's, it's yeah it's, and it's, it's better to have not known what year could have mm. yeah what the year could have brought then known it and then lost it because it's you know sort of like you get hyped up you know you see like last year react confirm turkish phantoms or something you get really hyped up you're like yeah. oh my god I'm, like i'm really yeah. excited to see that particular type you know it's been on my list for ages i really want to see it um but i was i was, th- I was thinking that yesterday is imagine you know Real obviously cancelled quite early on smartly so as it turns out but um, imagine if they had got to like this point and had had quite a lot of stuff lined up potentially already. It would have been devastating. Yeah, it would have been, and it would have been for. Um, I mean, it, I mean, it wouldn't have got this far anyway. You can't lock down you know, a country and then. Think. But yeah, you're right. It would have just been. Well, where are we? May. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. When when are all the sort of the really what, what most people consider juicy items? When are they sort of confirmed? Are they like? Stuff gets confirmed. I mean, last year the Harriers were the first thing, weren't they? Yeah, you're right. Fair, very fair point. Yeah, and then they doubled it, didn't they? Um, That's right. But I, I, you know, but in in a similar vein, you know, say when the Ukrainian Su-27 turned up in 2017 for the first time in however many years since what was it 1997? Um, what displaying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 started in 2011. But when when it was confirmed in as as displaying, that was like I think was was that what like two weeks before or something? And even then, it was like some Ukrainian newspaper broke the news and everything. Oh my god, is this translation right? Is this is this happening? (laughs) Um, So I don't know. Yeah, we probably would have had. I mean, there would have inevitably just been the regular stuff that we were really excited to see. And all of that, all of that does lend weight to the argument that they shouldn't announce so much in advance. Like these, the Israeli Herc that turned up, that was just on the sheet one day, and was like, "Hang on." Yeah, that was. Yeah, just, Sam, I remember sitting with you at like Parking View and just being like, "Hang on, what? <laughs> it's got me a misprint, right?" <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, that was cool. I, I, I remember, I don't remember which year it was, but I do remember the um, when it was like Greece was right in the midst of its economic crisis, um, and and we looked at the sheet and there were like four F 16s down for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just like, how can they afford this? Yeah, that that was a typo. Was I that think. not the same show where the um, the was it the Greeks and the Turks ended up turning up uh, like one after the other? Yeah. That like that happened that. in 2016, Turks, and the Turks. The, that was the, there was a the, the so, Solo Turk and the Turkish um, 
the, yeah, yeah. KC that turned up, uh, which incidentally as well, that KC one three five apparently is part of the the mm. military coup the week after. So, <laughs> uh, but that that turned yeah, up, and they all rolled around PNV West, and then next in line were the Greek Phantoms that landed, and they came around PNV West as well. So, um, they sent the Phantoms into static at the western end, <clears throat> but the KC-135 and Solo Turk, if I, I, it's entirely from memory, had to hold at the Bravo point of the runway. So, so the, the KC-135 did the western loop and then was going to go back on the runway to backtrack down and the Turkish Phantoms were going to take the taxiway all, all the way into static. Um, and yeah, there was a point where the Turkish KC-135 was holding and the Greek Phantoms taxi behind it. <laughs> and it's one of those things you don't really think of, but these two nations have been at war and I don't think there's another airfield in the world where that would have actually happened um it is it is incredible it, it, it was and it was one of those moments of like is this a diplomatic incident like yeah. right before our eyes <laughs> and no one cared no one said anything like no one like nothing was made of it at all it was just like a, yeah well gathering nato aviators isn't it yeah well that's it i imagine all the pilots probably thought it was pretty funny between them top ads i am gonna miss riyadh this year big time it's such a because that's the thing for us and for so many people in the hobby it is like it is an you, you sort you you define your year by it to some degree. It's it's that event in the middle of the year. I, I hate to I hate to coin a cliche phrase, but it's it's. I mean, I, I I'm, unfortunately I can't do it due to like used to be able to because of work commitments. But it is a pilgrimage. Like you know, we spend almost a week there, just watching planes, and then we go back to normality after that. So it, as you say, it's a huge part of the year. It's very much the worst day of the year is the Tuesday after Riyadh or the, or the Wednesday mm-hmm. whichever, whichever day what you, know, you go back to work or back to reality I suppose that week after Riyadh is, is the worst week in the entire year yeah it's like a hangover <laughs> it's so it is strange because actually it's only what five days Riyadh six days but it seems to go on so long because the days are so long and you get up so early for park and view every day and 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 the, the days themselves are so busy and then I always feel like it it takes forever and then at the end of it it, it that first date seems so long ago so long ago and there, and there's always that weird feeling as you get towards the end of departures on Monday hopefully it's a sunny day but you get towards the end of the day and it's like just feeling you know almost a little bit sad because it's coming to a close but tired you know it's almost a bit relieved that it's all over to some extent and just knowing particularly if there's something you're waiting for towards the end of the day just feeling it all coming to an end it's it's bit bittersweet i suppose you're also usually ridiculously sunburnt by the end of it oh, as well. I, I, <laughs> the sun last year's departures the sun was out for like an hour and i managed to go bright red which is unusual for me i usually don't burn at all but um yeah that's annoying i've learned that lesson from air shows many a time carry a bottle of suntan lotion in the bag the first time I got properly burnt at a show was the first Waddington I went to which was only 2013 and I remember I had a a grandstand seat and I put some sun cream on when I parked up I was in the car I put it on and then I didn't put any on for the rest of the day and it was a scorchingly hot day really really hot really really sunny and of course you're facing into it all day if you're you know on the crowd line 
and I remember at the end of it, the tops of my knees were just red raw, and I was like aiming the 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 the. the oh, <laughs> <laughs> Tom, we've we, we just had an image of, of Tom's cat walking in front of his webcam. Um, <laughs> and I, I remember trying to blow the air vents down onto my knees to cool them down. They were that sore. Oh, it was agony. And I learnt my lesson after that. Worst sunburn that I think I've had at an air show was Fairford 1991. Uh, me, my sister got absolutely burnt to a crisp. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think that's one of my first air show memories. Uh, we went to Millpool in the 80s, but 91 sticks in my mind quite a lot. I remember going to school the week after, you could hardly move. <laughs> my sister was covered in blisters. So, Ooh. Yeah. I still haven't learnt a lesson from then. So. Well, I was going to say, it, it, it should be something you do only once. <laughs> it's a bit like a, it's a bit like getting too drunk. You say, "Oh, I'm never going to do that again," and then you end up doing it. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. It's it's one of those things, though. It's like you're also even more than on, when you're on holiday, you're staring up into a bright sky, even when it's not sunny. That's what took me a while. I was yeah. like, "Yeah, how am I getting sunburned when it's like an overcast day?" But you're staring up into you know quite a, a, a bright sky for. Like when else would you do that? Yeah. You, you, you do that in your, in your garden. You're going to half blind. Like, you know, it just like it. It's it's crazy. But you're standing up outside in a field for ten hours. Yeah, you, that's all you're doing. And you and there's no because it's an airfield. You know, there's nothing really. There's very little else to break that's, the, that's the, the wind thing. as well and the elements. Because what we're doing is so nerdy, and you don't tend to associate nerds <laughs> with getting well tanned. So what I've learned is you have to differentiate it with Cosford. You face into the sun, so you get your front done. Yeah. Then a couple of months later, to go to Fairford to get your back half done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Works out quite nicely, though. But that's the thing is, is so much the hobby is just stood outdoors all day, or sat. Out. It's one of those things, and because I, I always wonder. I was like, you know, how do I get more burned at air shows than I do? Like when I'm on holiday or something, and obviously the first thing is that obviously you're on holiday, so you think, oh, I've got to get that sun cream on. Whereas you sort of forget, you think, yeah. I'm in Britain, you know, I'm not going to get burned going to Aldi or something. But then the other thing is, yeah, you're you're staring up into the sky, which you'd never do in any other circumstance for what twelve hours or well, maybe not twelve hours, but you know, for a decent chunk of the day. Mm. Um, and you wouldn't <laughs> you wouldn't go on holiday and just be like, yeah. Do we think do we think there's going to be anything come September shows? I think so. I think there'll be some things, but I don't think it'll be conventional. Um, so where, where are we now? Middle of May, well, not quite in the middle of May. I think September events are doable, but I think what the airshow industry is going to have to worry about is that people have not got their aviation fix at all. You know, this is, in, in some respects, this is different to, well, in many respects, it's different to the cancellation of Riyadh in 2008 if we're taking Riyadh as an example because there were other air shows to think ah oh, you know well at least I managed to mm-hmm. do Legends and Farnborough or whatever that year yeah sure a couple of Doxfords a couple of Shuttleworths or whatever there's none of that so far so I think that if there is an, a September event that does go ahead or events it will be there's going to be uh, yeah there's going to be a massive and that's not just air shows that's anything you know some of, maybe some of the late festivals like Creamfields or something it'll be the same thing and I think that's going to have its own problems because people who might be like, oh, I'm not going to bother with going to Cosby or the Ducks for September air show or yeah. you know Shuttleworth in at the end of September, or they're going to be like, that's that's going to be my only chance of an air show this year. Um, and that's you know not knowing what what's going to happen over the course of however many months. I mean, look how quickly it's changed between 
the, the first of March and, and the first of May. So we just don't know. But I think there would be capacity for stuff in September because we're doing things about the virus now. But what might be the thing that undoes it is the fact that there's going to be so many enthusiasts that are desperate to get some sort of fix. It is crazy. That, it is genuinely that, crazy. That they might just be like, Look, let's just write it off for the whole year. No, because they'll need the money. These operators will need the money, and the airfields will need the money. No, these well, maybe, but maybe, maybe that's already that's maybe that's already nixed. I don't know. You know, I mean, if if you know some events are already cancelled, because because like, the wording of CrossFit, they said the CrossFit Air show said that it was postponed, not cancelled, and that, I thought that was a really weird take. Maybe that's just a just in case thing. Maybe I'd love it to be postponed. I'd love it to be to be put on. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. And if they can fill their coffers, obviously that's a great thing, but. I mean, then it's getting down to insurance yeah. and, and and other stuff and, and what cover. Yeah. Tickets will sell yeah. out instantly. I, I, I was just wondering, just when you were saying about postponed shows, when is like the first postponed show in the season? I'm not talking about shows that are due to go ahead at the end of the year. I mean, I know like Abingdon's postponed to at some it? point in August. I, I can't, I, I wouldn't think you can really take any fixed dates at the moment as gospel um so it looks as though um from having a quick google whilst you're speaking that anything up to the end of july is is binned anything from the start yeah. of august is tentatively as is at the moment so the the earliest air show that's not either been cancelled or postponed i think is the east kirby air show on august 1st but I mean, people should do their own research, and obviously shouldn't rely on what I'm saying from a quick Google. But that's <laughs> where it appears to be at the moment. Right. I I wouldn't think because even even if they could, you know, host the shows in August if they're allowed the gatherings, who's going to be able to display? There wouldn't have been any safe well, amount well, of time to work displays up and to get hours in and currency and uh, you know, I'm sure the pilots will be up in the planes. As, well, actually, they they already is it Arco already put. The blue Spitfire up the PR, whatever. Yeah, that was up. Yeah, so the stuff's going up, but I'm. I don't think they're going to be able to do much display practice during lockdown, and they'll be in the they'll be in the planes as soon as they can. Um, but just it's safe, safe. You know, it's just not to be a Debbie Downer, but safety is going to be a bit of a potential issue if you're holding early air shows. You know, tell. Tell a lie. Um, actually, I think the earliest air show that I can find whilst googling, whilst you're speaking, earliest air show is is Headcorn on 27th of June. That's obviously not going to yeah. happen. They <laughs> um, just forgot to announce it. Yeah, battle. But well, it, well, exactly. It might be an issue thing. But interestingly, Old Warden is obviously keeping on tabs with this because they had to cancel their season premiere and other stuff as well. But uh, they haven't so. Far I cancelled their military air show on the 5th of July, nor their um, July evening air show, and Stowe Marie's haven't cancelled their 18th to 19th July air show. So maybe over that um, uh, Riyadh weekend, there could be a Shuttleworth or a Stowe Marie's um, event. But I think that's optimistic at best. But August seems to be the time. When, when lots of air shows that were organised in August are staying for the moment. Um, Clacton has said that they're closely monitoring the situation, but yeah, who knows? It's probably not safe to rely on anything. 
I really, really hope that Cosby does go ahead this mm. year, even the last year yeah. as well. Yeah, Cosby would be amazing to go to. Who was it that said that they might, well, just, it might get postponed to next year anyway? Or is it definitely, can they, can they just literally not have another one next year? Depends on insurance and stuff. Depends on what the contract is. If the contract just says, you know, 15 air shows... Mm. then in some respects it might not matter when you have them you know you can have one one year and then have a three year absence and then have the rest mm. and have it over 18 years or something um, you know it depends entirely on what their contract says which obviously we don't we're not privy to and yeah. also it depends on what insurance says but if it if they cancelled it and then didn't have a final air show that would be a great show be a huge show I've still never been to one so good it's, so it's good brilliant I would be very, very keen to go, and I'm. I, I mean, the, the the funny thing was this year there was that that weekend it was meant to have Cosby, it was meant to have Milan, it was meant to have Sanicol, and I think it was. I mean, there's there was there was an air show in Hungary that I was even looking at as well. That you know, who knows whether these obviously Sanicol's cancelled. Milan, Milan's weird because they're still saying they're going ahead. Well, I got the registration email on well this week. Yeah, same for their spotters pack. And they're, they're piling in with the announcements as well. They are. They got what? half of Ducks were going over. That, that's what I love about Milan is that essentially half the participation list is <laughs> British warbirds. Which imagine as a French enthusiast as well, that'd be like. It's very heavily supported. It's, it's half of Ducks for making the journey over, and it's brilliant to see that support. So good for for the overseas show. I don't know if there's just a lot of money involved or what, but it is great. But that's a great little event. I wasn't planning on going to this year, but you know who knows. I know jumping back to what we were talking about earlier like what, we, what we're doing sort of this time of the year a big part for me is like you know you're booking the you know the for me do the occasional show abroad like one show a year abroad and there's none of that this year like you know you've got like your Laferte LA or so, or the guys that go yeah. further afield to like Oshkosh and stuff like that and there's none of that at all now either so to have something like if Melon does go ahead that'll be a huge buzz for people you know even more so possibly than attending an air show in your back garden saying oh i can do a foreign show this year and with the amount of money that people will have saved by not going to uk air shows throughout the season exactly see i thought i was saving money but i think i'm still just spending it on my models <laughs> <laughs> yeah cosby is as an air show fantastic but it's been it has been neutered to an extent by just the the Civil Aviation Authority what are they I don't know it's just gone through so many years of just will they sort of won't they which is another reason why I think actually it's probably a bit of a misnomer to call this year their 15th and final air show because I was there in 2017 when the air show director the, the flying display director sorry um, we, we were ready at the crowd line and the only thing that was there was the C-47, the Aces High C-47 and, and that turned up the night before and nothing else was there and um, the flying display director walked down the crowd line and told everyone, or as many people as he could, that he was like, sorry guys it's, it's cancelled, because what the CAA required was just ridiculous, and it said something like, it stipulated like a height and speed restriction at one end of the airfield it said the, and, and a pilot who was on the ground, who was trying to work out how that would work, said well the only way that you would be able to do that is if you were in something like an F-16 or a Typhoon. So a Spitfire or a Corsair or, you know, people, it's got absolutely no chance. 
and so they just binned it off the uh, the morning off, which which is good in respect that it's not just an air show. It's you know you've got so many military vehicles and stuff, and it's like it's just a whole dynamic of it. It's completely different to any other air show. But without that, I think there would have been a lot of very unhappy punters. Is the CEA still sticking around with that kind of stuff, or was that they sort of eased so off? The, 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 so I didn't go in 2018, because 2017 I was like, right, that's it, I'm, I, I'm not committing to, to that until... I'm not spending money and, and petrol and everything else, obviously moving to South Wales as well, is, you know, so it's even further away, um, going to it if the same thing's going to happen again. So, but 2018 uh, seemed great, and then 2019 was pretty good. It's not the same as what it was, a lot of warbirds seem to have been reduced to just doing topside bypass, but which is fine. Yeah, I've got I've got not not a huge amount of objection to that. It's it's great photography wise, but um, that's all it seems to be. There's no sort of dynamic displays like it was. Like I said a, a a lot about Cosby, I've sung its praises from the rafters, but 2015 was one of the most perfect air shows I've I've attended. It was so good. Um, and it didn't even have that much there, and the flying display was was quite short compared to most shows. But it was just so the the, the combination of everything was so good. But um, it doesn't seem to have managed to recapture that. Of course, the irony is as well. I should add, twenty fifteen, right? It was the week, uh, the weekend after short, and it was near as perfect an air show as it could possibly be, including a uh, an amazing display by the meteor. Um, 2016, it was it was properly neutered. I tweeted from U from um, UK Asia Review Twitter, which was probably a bit maybe rash in hindsight, but I just said I was like, this display has absolutely been neutered because it was everything was so far away and on a really weird axis. It just didn't work the same as it. You know, it's sort of like the the it was like a 45 degree angle to, to the actual runway. But the crowd line was along the runway, so you know if you were one end of the crowd line, the flying display was miles away, and if you were at the other end, it was like at a forty-five degree angle to you, so everyone had to twist. It was really weird. It was like the My. red arrows in what well, like, well, quite. It was like um, Dom and Ian, yeah, yeah, and Dan, yeah, you were all there in yeah twenty seventeen, and the red arrows had that really weird display axis angle. And it was the same thing. I think the typhoon as well was yeah, a typhoon weird jaunty angle. It did, but the typhoon broke, didn't it? So no one. So it, it like it did one yeah. pass and climbed into the clouds because it's ECS broke. But yeah, it was really <laughs> weird. And it's one of those one of those things that you just can't really like. It's just like why you know, especially as the week after Shoreham in 2015, it was perfect. So 2016 wasn't that great, and also the weather was um, was was pretty average on when I went. Um, 2017, they just said we can't do it because they were making efforts to get back to the original axis. The only reason they did that was because people complained about the 2016 performance um, 2018 and 2019 they seem to have sorted a happy compromise so yeah so it's actually but thinking about the fact that 2017 was a cancelled air show it is a, a bit of a misnomer to say it's its final and last air show but you know maybe the contracts are, are what the contracts are you know maybe the wording doesn't account for for that it's strange though because the, the flying display is like two hours isn't it uh, in the afternoon it's pretty much nothing at all yeah in the grand 100% uh, but what's there I mean uh, I think it was 2016 uh, the C5 was there um, it was pretty much new on the scene then, 2015 the uh, C5 well, first 15, yeah, the C5 yeah. 3 yeah yeah um, 
I think the stuff that they've had there uh, it's been utterly bonkers uh, mm. the things they've been able to get but like I say just for two hours it, it's a, a show towards the end of the year it, mm. it would really be if they couldn't pull it together it, it would be a, a sad loss yeah and they, they just they pack it in I mean you're right it's only a couple of hours it starts at what like two o'clock it has a break in the middle or something mm. um, and they pack so much into it but it is really good like um Last year, I actually thought was the most memorable tribute to D-Day because they had the C-47s there operating from the last strip and they actually had paratroopers jumping with original World War II canopies. Wow. wow. Which I, I'm not sure was... Was it seen at Duxford? They tried to do it at Duxford, but, I mean, when, when me and Sam went, uh, the weather was so poor they, they just couldn't jump. They were meant to because they were meant... To, I think it was something like 300 parachutes this were meant to use these round canopies um, mm. and they just couldn't do it but yeah I think it turned shame. out that Cosby was the only one that they did it at yeah it's just one of those weird shows that like just it just gets that sort of it's a bit like um, the Jersey Air display it's a shame Scott's not here to talk about it because he goes a lot but like they just get like such unique stuff but it's so off the radar don't they get a B-52 every year I don't know. Do they? At Jersey, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure pretty, they do. They always get the Swedish Air Force historic. I was, was going like to say, yeah, always there. Yeah. Swedish historics are, are one of the huge pools, and I don't understand why Jersey managed to do it when they can't. Oh, you know, they display over the coast or over the water, or you know whether the CAA allow it at Jersey and not anywhere else. But. Wasn't wasn't Jersey the first quote UK air show to get the Elise and stuff like that? Don't know. Don't know. Yeah, I think it was actually. I've not been so. I think the, I, it's one of those again another show that I'm just like shall I go this year shall I go this year and then I've either spent too much money by that point or it doesn't coincide with something properly or or does coincide I should say but every single year I think oh, damn I should have gone because it's always something that's just that's perfect I think the later later shows in the year I tend to miss them because I just feel a bit burned out you know May, June, July just pack them all in and just after that it's just oh, I need a break yeah, well, post React in particular, is such a you you're exhausted after React that you do need to take a break. And that that was going to lead me on to my next thing, which is Jersey always seems to get a re- well, obviously because it's close, a good smattering of the, like the French world, but it's like the Flamont duo tend yeah. to go to Jersey. Oh, the Flamonts are special as well. Um, I, I I'm not sure. I could be wrong, but I think Petuil Tranchant have been there as well mm-hmm. with the. Um, with their team, and and I think the only I think the only problem with Jersey because I've always thought about doing it because when working at Flyby I could have flown down there. It's it's facing directly into the sun all day, so um, it's 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 just no good for photos. Which I know you can't base an entire air show around that, but it makes it a bit annoying. I wish I'd gone down to Bournemouth last year. Oh uh, yeah, to see some of the Swedes coming. I saw some of the photos on the forum. Um, I mean, I, I miss Dawlish. One of my friends used to go um, pretty much regularly. And I know he used to get some really good photos um, kind of across the bay. And I, I really wish that I'd done something like that. Uh, I, I went I went to a couple of Dawlish shows because I used to live down in Exeter. So it was, you know, incredibly close. And that was always a great atmosphere, really, really nice venue. And, yeah, we used to go up on the hill. And I genuinely... You know, it's one of those things that just stands out forever. But it was things like the mid-air squadron Canberra, because a lot of show, a lot of the displays used to 
basically run in for the beachfront. This was, in fact, the the last one was the same day as Shoreham. I remember being on the hill, and the news coming through. Gosh, but it was a lot of the displays would do their running down the hill. So you'd be sat there, and you'd suddenly have this Canberra tearing down above your head about a hundred feet, and the noise and just looking up and seeing it coming down was extraordinary. Of course, you're not going to. Well, not only because the show's been cancelled, but just you're not going to get that kind of thing anymore. When I joined um, the UK staff team in 2014, one of the first things I did, other than helping with Andy's interview with Tim Prince, was think up of a pun title for Abingdon 2014, and that was the debut of the mid-air squadron Canberra and, and the Hunters. But I, I, I don't know whether the Hunters are you know, displayed you know, previous guises, but it was the debut of the Canberra in a flying display, I think. And I don't know, it just made this really great whistling noise. So the pun I thought mm. of was country music, because it was air and country show back then. Um, and that was my first piece of work for the UK staff team. Nice. I've done nothing more valuable than that since. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember even the Red Arrows used to do special little fly pass for the hill. It was very popular with the pilots, they loved it. But um, what what's happened to the Canberra? There used to be a Canberra. Like a Campbell. It's UK. sat in Campbell oh, next to its donor to aircraft. A, there used to be a, a Canberra flying on the UK uh, air show circuit in private hands. They offered it to the Indian Air Force historic flight. So the at Coventry they restored that amazing looking Dakota or, or DC three or C forty seven, whatever particular you know, call, call it what you will. It's um, now like displaying like a champion yeah. here um, and they offered it to the Indian Air Force and I think there's a lot of people that were like oh why should that happen but it's like well it's sort of sat in a hangar you know <laughs> um, yeah, well, much no, here, no one hears by now though I thought they'd actually bought it no it was off well it, they might have done as far as I know that they, they'd offered it instead of Google um, but yeah it was weird it was like one of those sort of operated for a year in 2014 and then it just was like I, I remember um, when I, I moved down to Bournemouth um, for union flight training and uh, being based at the airport was great um, because I remember in the first weekend that I was there, it was the weekend that the Seavixen, so on the Friday the Seavixen left for Yeovilton uh, on its final ever departure from Bournemouth. Um, the two Lancasters were based there at the week, for the weekend at Goodwood Revival and the entire mid-air squadron was there with the two hunters and the Canberra and also the resident Nat that sometimes taxed around was out and about. It was like this weird weekend of like, it was almost an air show that wasn't an air show. And it went from that. And then I'm thinking about it now and well, essentially none of that's happening now. It's unthinkable. Like, cause obviously the Canberra's gone, the hunters have gone, the Canadian Lancaster's obviously back in Canada. Um, and the Nat is now at North Weald being restored to airworthiness but it was one of those amazing amazing weekends where everything and anything was there there's just so much scope for it it feels like on the point of classic jazz and I know we've we've talked about this at length before privately but with classic jazz it feels like the entire UK scene has just been just destroyed almost Um, because it it, it, well yeah but you say that though 
but there's so much there just waiting in sort of like waiting around the corner I I think there's a lot more hope to be had in the scene than that than there currently feels because there's just so much about that's just kept right yeah I don't know what the state of um, what was the camera was it XH134 uh, yeah it was 134 yeah. which uh, in a side note I don't want to dig up this can of worms we can talk about it in a minute but the, I don't know why the Vulcan to the Sky Trust didn't obtain that one and they obtained one at Coventry which is far from airworthy but um, <laughs> perhaps another discussion but um, it's, but it's that just like its own podcast. so there's that a Campbell there's numerous hunters about um, there's you know, there's, there's like, I mean, there's the, to be fair, there's JPs and Strike Masters that you know, hit up the circuit most years anyway. But there's the Nats at Northfield. There's, you know, there's the Hunters about. There's the Royal Navy, Royal Navy Seahawk at Shawbury, which I, yeah, I, I know I've mentioned these before to you guys. But there's a lot there that isn't that far away. And I think if just the culture of enjoying classic jets could return to the UK airshow scene. Um, then I think it would be it wouldn't be what it was, but it would be richer than I think we all give it credit for when thinking about it right now. Well, they taxied the uh, Jaguar. Was it Jaguars at Bentwaters earlier in the year? And With afterburners. Yeah, and uh, there's also the the uh, Harrier on the register, isn't there? Yeah. At the start of the year, so that's something hopefully we can look forward to. I mean, you'd hope, right? As as you've said before, it's just going to take one one event organizer just to just to book a hunt out. We're all going to see how brilliant it is, how much we've missed not only the hunters but the sound of a classic jet. I mean, and I mean, seeing the hunters at the, the the French air shows the last couple of years, you miss them so much. They're such an icon. Yeah, hundred percent. And I guarantee, like what Dom was saying, you know, I guarantee that all it's going to take. I think well, it's probably a bit. Um, there's a lot more nuance behind it, but all it's going to take is for a hunter to do like a really good blue note at a UK air show, and for just videos of that, just to be. I mean, they'll just go all over social media, and then people will be like, "Oh my god," you know, like it's been five years since since I've heard that sound, at the very least, probably longer for some people. Um, that's the that's, papers will do their death. All it's going to take death jet. Wow, well, maybe, maybe, but I don't know. I I'm not sure it will. I I just think you know the press and everything else has moved on. I mean, the, you know, there'll be some sort of gutter rags that try and make a thing of it. But a safe and competent and evocative display it doesn't need to. They don't need to fly the rivets off it. Which arguably they don't need to do that with any warbird. Um, you know, I'll take graceful and sedate any day of the week rather than boom and zoom. But um, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. One or two hunter displays, and for that video, the blue note to go around social media, people go, "Oh my god, we! I can't believe how much I missed that." And then, you know, the next show that has the hunter will be like, "Yeah, that'll be a start. That'll be a star participant." Even even React, if React could say, right, you know, we've got the Dutch or the Swiss hunter performing a display. In 2011, when they had Team Viper, they were like, oh, yeah, you know, cool, because it's the 40th anniversary or something. Now, if React did it in the normal course proceedings, notwithstanding the virus, obviously, if they just had a, a hunter display, it might be far away, it might be quite high, but all it's going to take is one blue note and for everyone to hear it and, and you know, almost feel it. 
um, it's just gonna it's gonna do so much to restore faith in the classic Jetsu. So, I think that's probably all from us for today for the first episode. Uh, let us know what you thought. Uh, if you haven't already, go along to forums.airshows.co.uk, sign up for our forums, become a member, and you can chat about the podcast, chat about airshows, how the air closure of the airshow season has affected you, how you're getting your aviation fixed during this time, and let us know what you'd like to hear from the podcast in the future, if there's anything, any subjects you'd like us to touch on. Uh, and I think all that probably remains for us to say now is is goodbye. So hopefully come back to you with another episode in the not too distant future.